Hello, this is Radical Tenderness, Sally Harvey Anderson, aka possibly a robot pretending to be Sally Harvey Anderson. That is an inside joke with myself. Um, I just want to welcome anybody who's never listened to the podcast before. Hello, you are worthy of doing this work. Um, My mom calls boundaries. She calls them millennial boundaries. Um, I promise you, you do not have to be a millennial to uh to do self-care and to work on your feelings and feel your feelings and establish healthy boundaries with other people and do all the mental health and creative work that we're talking about on this podcast so I'm just gonna go ahead and give you permission to change your life right now you needed it and I'm giving it to you change your fucking life um okay so today I want to talk about that feeling of being stuck. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? When you're not sure what to do next and your brain is like scrambled eggs. Um, I think that's pretty common. So I want to talk about how you can find clarity and move forward out of the stuckness scrambled egg brain. Okay. So the phrase that I have for this um, is action creates knowledge. Now, I've mentioned this phrase in at least one other episode because I had someone ask me about it, Um, and it was a special request for uh, this episode to kind of elaborate on this term. So I thought if one, I I know from being a teacher, if one person is asking me, then nobody knows, then everyone's wondering, wondering. so So anyway, um, yeah, so that's what the episode's about. So I'm going to talk about how you can use the action creates knowledge concept to move forward through the uncertainty, not over it, not under it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to, I'm unbuttoning my pants so that I can breathe better. (sighs) I'm wearing some tight mom jeans. You know how it is. Um, Okay, now I can breathe. I'm going to give you some organized information and then I'm going to go rogue and give you some examples from my life that... I think will help you see or could possibly help you kind of figure out what your next step could be or maybe how you can apply this concept to your life when you're feeling stuck and you don't really know what to do next. You know there's like 50 million things that maybe you'd like to do, but what you really need is to get really clear on what that next little thing is. So I want to start with with a metaphor. I love a metaphor, you guys. Just a juicy, it's like a juicy steak. I just made a metaphor about metaphors. (laughs) Um, Okay, here's my metaphor. That your life, in whatever sector of your life, your career, whatever, your life is a slab of marble. And at your core is the masterpiece that only you can create. And by the way, you cannot mess it up because it's yours. Every little action you take chips away just a little bit of the marble to reveal your masterpiece. I love thinking about that in terms of action creates knowledge. Um, Okay, so background, we've established that moving forward with the life that you love is about what you say yes to, but it's also kind of largely about what you say no to. Um, And sometimes it can be difficult to know where to start, especially if you're doing something for the first time 
and all the perfectionists out there are so scared of the first time. And you know what? It makes us all uncomfortable. It, the first time is hard. Um, so when you're doing something for the first time, you don't know what it's going to be like. So you got to give yourself the space to take a little baby step and maybe it doesn't feel so comfy and that's okay. Um, but you're going to take that little baby step and then once you move forward, you reevaluate. Okay. Um, Brene Brown actually calls this an FFT. Are you ready? It stands for the fucking first time. FFT, fucking first time. Effing first time, whatever. If you have kids and you, um, she recommends calling it a TFT, terrible first time, unless your kids curse like a sailor, um, you know. So Brene explains on her podcast that uh, some steps to get through the FFT that include acknowledging, normalizing it, um, you know, just sort of saying like, yes, I am in an FFT and um, it's okay. It's okay to do that. So anyway, look up her podcast if you're interested in getting the the specifics on that. Um, perfection is overrated. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Perfection is overrated. Why do we like art? Because it's perfect. Why do we like, um, think about like one of your favorite people in the world. Do you like them because they're perfect? No. Their little quirks and the stuff that they probably don't like about themselves, the quote unquote imperfections, that's probably the stuff that you appreciate the most. Um, the parts of you that aren't perfect are probably your most interesting parts. So you're going to have to lean into them. I was watching Masterclass um, and uh, what's the comedian's name? Steve Martin. Duh. Okay, so Steve Martin in his Masterclass about comedy talks about thinking about the thing that makes you bad at comedy and then just like amplifying that even more because that sort of quirkiness and the vulnerability there is going to make you a much more interesting comic. And I think that that can apply to a lot of different stuff. Moving on. When you're deciding what to do next, you never want to change too much at one time. That's just going to create chaos, chaos in your life. And uh, it might be overwhelming and cause you to quit before you even start, which is real sad. Don't do that. Um, so I like to use the change one thing rule to force myself into baby steps because if it was up to me, guys, I'm such a freaking, I'm a leaper, not to be confused with a lemur. I am a leaper. Like I will jump way too fast. Um, and I've gotten a little better at catching myself before I change my entire life. But anyway, the change one thing rule really helps me. So Whenever I feel stagnant or complacent, I add or subtract something from my life. And no matter what it is, it creates knowledge because action creates knowledge. So what in the heck does action creates knowledge mean? Let's break down the statement. Um, Okay, so another way to say action creates knowledge is learn by doing. I was actually talking to my fiance about this and He was like, what is action creates knowledge? I was like, you know, and then I took a minute to explain. He was like, oh, learn by doing. I was like, well, yes, yes. It's about taking the next small step towards what you want. And by taking action, you know a little bit more about what it's like. You have a little more context. 
Um, and then you take the next baby step from there. What's that movie with Bill Murray where he's like baby steps? Oh, there's something about Bob. Yes, it's like Bob's baby steps. So here are some tips. Taking a class can be a great action. A lot of people message me um, who want to be actors and they're like, what do I do first? I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor my whole life. What do I do first? And I'm like, get into a class. Or if you don't have the funds to get into a class, um, start saving or do something where you're involved with a community of people who are doing the thing that you want to do. Um, do some Googling. That's a free class right there. Anything you need to know is on the internet. <laughs> That's the sad truth of, uh, for higher institutions. Like you can go get a degree or you can use a Google search engine. Um, so becoming a member of a community of folks who are doing what you want to do is invaluable. But at some point you're gonna have to take action. You're gonna, it's not a substitution for getting out there and actually doing the thing. Okay. So you can take all, you can read all the acting books in the world. You can take an acting class, but until you actually audition and book and go on set and act or go on stage and act, um, you're not going to know if it's for you or not. There's no way to know. Uh, another, another thing I hear a lot is I, always wanted to write a screenplay. I always, you know, I wanted to write, I want to write a novel or I want to be a comic. Well, like if you want to be a comic, you need to start going to open mics. If you want to be a writer, join a writer's group or just start a practice every day where you write every day, one page, you know, it's about these little baby steps. Um, and classes can provide the framework for that, but there's really nothing, there's nothing like just jumping in and doing it. Um, so here's the thing though. So once you, once you start making actions toward the goal, you might get more context about the goal and realize that it's something that maybe you don't really think you want to do anymore. Like, um, actors, for example, once you get to the reality of what an acting career actually is, it's kind of a lot of like drop everything and go do this thing uh, and put your whole heart into it. And that's really hard. And even if you are successfully doing it, like maybe you want more stability and that's okay. Maybe acting is going to be like a, maybe it's a hob hobby or maybe it's something, maybe it's just a part-time job and not a full-time job. Um, and that's okay. Your ultimate goal can change. That's okay. Um, I think I had a hard time with with changing my mind because I struggled and I've worked on and still work on being a people pleaser. Um, it's like, I'm okay if you're okay. You know, it's that whole codependency thing. So I really have to work on where, where is this decision coming from? You know, is it something I'm supposed to do? Is it coming from a should? And you need to change all your shoulds to coulds. I should go to this event. No, you could go. Do you want to go? Um, I should take this audition that you could take the audition. Do you want to, is it, is it paying you in the sense of like mentally, physically or mentally, spiritually, you know, cash or whatever, like you have, it has to be paying you somehow. And if you don't, 
know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I mentioned this in the boundaries episode. So go back and listen to that. You should never do anything that's not paying you. And it doesn't have to always pay you in cash. Even though cash is cash is pretty sweet. Listen, there's nothing wrong with money. Like money's just energy. It's just a trade of energy. Okay. So um, I'm going to give you guys some examples. I've already provided <laughs> a few scratching of the surface examples. Um, I'm going to give you three examples. So I'm going to kind of list them out so that you can know what you're in for. And if you want to fast forward, I am going to give you examples from my acting career uh, and my career as an artist. Um, I'm going to give you an example from me as a business and artist entrepreneur because being an artist means that you own your own business. We want to think about that for a minute. Um, artists are always like, always, I mean, I think we have this idea as a society of artists. It's like, oh, they're so broody and they, oh, they have all these feelings. How could they possibly, possibly handle their finances? And yeah, if you want to, I mean, that's one way to go about it. But um, if you want to be like happy and stable, uh, you can you can be an artist and learn how to run your run your small business that is you. You can learn how to do that. That's okay. I feel like I already kind of talked about acting, but I'll give you some examples from my acting career. Um I had built up this story in my mind that getting an agent was going to change everything for me. So in my mind, I was like, gosh, I can't get an agent until I have this. And I can't get an agent until I have a reel. And I can't get an agent until I, you know, have all this stuff lined up. And the reality, guys, is um, getting an agent doesn't really, I mean, yeah, you might get some auditions, but it doesn't like totally change your career overnight. Um, So my step that I'm talking about there, I feel like maybe it's not clear. Um, So what I had to do was just start googling agents so when students are when students ask me about um kind of the next step in their career usually it could that could start with a google um so if you want an agent or something like that google the agents in your area see what they need for you to submit to them it's as easy as that um if you have friends who are acting or writing or whatever it is that you want an agent for ask them you know Who's your agent? How'd you get them? People think that they have to have this like full resume before they have an agent. You, you know, you have to have some experience, but um, different agencies require different things. And you just never know until you ask. You really don't. Um, okay. So I kind of feel like I've exhausted that step. So I'm going to go a little bit into more in detail about me and my business and um, my entrepreneurship. So... A couple years ago, I realized, oh shit, I have, I thought I wanted to be an artist so that I could like get away from doing finances and like all the, this businessy stuff and marketing and shit. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. When you, (laughs) when you're a freelancer and uh, God, you, you have to do a hell of a lot of marketing and a hell of a lot of your own business, um, especially if you're starting on a zero budget, which uh, don't mind if I do. I certainly did. Um, so I was super overwhelmed by the idea of 
oh my gosh, I'm an independent contractor. What does that even mean? What do I do? I need a website. I don't even know how to, I barely, you know, at this point I was, I I knew how to operate word processors because, you know, college and grad school, but like, I really didn't know anything about building a website or, I mean, I just, it seemed so scary to me. It seemed like this big pedestal. Let's take the example of building a website. So what I did, um, because I just thought, oh my gosh, this entrepreneurship and all this is so scary. Um, So I just started doing research on it. And I ended up um, deciding to take this class with Marie Forleo. It's called B-School. It's a little expensive, but um, you have the classes forever. So you can you can take them over and over again. So over the years, I've been chipping away at this and it's been really helpful for me. Um, I also, I started meeting with other people who I knew had their own businesses just to kind of humanize the experience and just see like what the heck this is, you know, can I actually do this? I just, I had to change the way that I thought about myself. You know, I didn't think about myself as someone who was capable of this, which was bullshit. I mean, I have a brain. I have a great brain. I can, if you can, if you can get yourself out of bed in the morning and dress yourself and do your taxes every year, X, Y, Z, like you're, you're fine. You can, you can figure that out. It's just a Google away. You can figure your shit out. Um, so this, when I was, when I was thinking about starting my business and X, Y, Z, um, my, I'm coach, which is what, uh, my LLC is for. Um, I'm an independent contractor, so I coach it various places for various people. Um, so when I was thinking about that, I took this Marie Forleo B-School course, which is like a B-School stands for business school. And in the beginning of the course, it was like, you know, what kind of business do you want to have? And who's your demographic? And things that I understood. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can get behind this human stuff. Um, and then she starts talking about marketing and SEO and build your website and, you know, use Squ- you can use Squarespace to build your website. And I was like, I don't even know what I would put on a website. I mean, I think the hardest part for me is um, organizing all of it in a way that makes sense. Like, because I do so many different things, it's really hard for me to sort of like extract extract and organize it in a way and and present that to the world in a cohesive way so I actually ended up because I I tried to make my own website and it just kind of was painful and I didn't feel great about it so I ended up just hiring someone a friend of a friend so um you know if if you didn't if you don't need want to hire someone save up and hire um Squarespace is actually pretty easy but like, you never know if you just ask, ask your friends who are in marketing, if they'll do like a, if they'll do a, a consulting session with you, they might do that for you and help you organize it. Maybe show you how to do it. There's also, guys, there are YouTube tutorials for everything. And if I knew that then, then maybe I wouldn't have hired someone to do my website. But you know what? At that point, I just like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to hire someone to do this because I just felt so overwhelmed by it. Um, and in the end, I ended up seeing like, oh, I totally could have done that by myself. So now, a couple of years later, um, I've been going back and kind of retouching on B-School to see what else I could learn. And I'm going, oh my gosh, yes, I learned this, I learned this, I learned this. I'm totally more comfortable with this. And um, 
and now I have uh, more knowledge around this. You know, I thought I would be, I thought that I was going to go in this direction. Like for me, I thought that I was going to go in an improv for business, like doing team building with businesses. And then I remembered that I don't work a nine to five for a reason. (laughs) And like, I, I'm not in a place right now where I really want to work with business people. Um, so that was sort of a funny, um, that's sort of a funny thing. I ended up going on this walk with my friend who's a lawyer who was telling me about, um, some, uh, like a, a business team building sort of event that they had had. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds like a real nightmare. It's not, that is not what I want to do. That is not it. So (laughs) that was an action that created some knowledge. Seriously. Okay. My next thing, my next example would be, uh, my mental health. I really, really my journey with mental health started about 10 years ago. I was kind of in this place where I was like, okay, I'm either never going to get better and I'm never going to be like a functioning adult or I can start to get better, make the decision to become healthy and then I won't have to live with my parents forever or, you know, if they kick me out, be homeless. So that'd be pretty nice. Um, so I made the decision to start going to therapy and, um, and it just grew from there. So recently I have been wanting to learn about boundaries. This has been, you know, I've talked about how I'm kind of a people pleaser. I have a hard time saying no or not anymore. You know, watch yourself talk. I have worked on, um, having a hard time saying I've worked on saying no and I'm a lot better at it. And I'm a lot better at boundaries now. But anyway, so boundaries was something that I really wanted to, um, really wanted to dive into. And this was about like uh, maybe a year ago. I really started doing some deep dives into boundaries. And I just had no idea how I was going to be able to tell people no. I mean, the, the thought of the thought of it was like so just so overwhelming. It made me nauseous. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just, I, and my schedule was just way too packed with all these things that I didn't feel, con- that, I mean, yes, I feel connected. I wanted to do all of them, but I wasn't prioritizing. And I wasn't prioritizing myself and my health in a way that I really needed to. So I started doing this boundary work. And um, I think I might even mention this in the boundaries episode that uh, I started setting boundaries in my safest relationship, which is with my fiance. And so, um, you know, you might think this is a little cheesy, but every, my mom would call this millennial boundaries. Um, every, uh, every Sunday at 1030, we have a check-in and we kind of say, you know, was there anything that bugged you this week? Is there anything, you know, and if, if there's something like, yeah, I wish that you would take the trash out when it gets full instead of just leaving it, you know, something like that, then um, we can sort of clear that up then and we don't have these whole grievances build up. So over the past year, doing all this boundaries work, I've just gotten a little bit closer and a little bit closer and now I'm able to set them regularly. And it's so exciting. Um, Something I did to sort of get here was um, I started doing this class with oh excuse me um with Michelle Chalfont who I mention pretty much constantly I feel like I mention her every episode but um I did this private group with her podcast called the 
the tech tribe, the the adult chair tribe. And um, I really did a deep dive into boundaries and sort of what they what they looked like for me growing up and it just really just started chipping away one at a time. I said no to one person at a time. And at times it was incredibly uncomfortable for me and um, did not always handle it correctly. You know, I had this like really awkward meeting that I scheduled via Zoom with my parents that was, I'm sure they thought was so fucking weird. Um, But you know, they left me through it. Um, But anyway, I've just, I've been really trying to be able to ask for what I need regularly. And now about a year into it, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm pretty much able. It's it's sort of like exponential growth curve, you know, like once you start growing, you just go faster and faster and faster and faster. It gets exponential. So those are my examples. Um, I hope that that helps. I hope that maybe you can think of the next step for you, whether that's maybe saying no to one person this week, whether that's um, maybe having a self-care Sunday and saying I do not take any appointments or coffees or calls or anything with anyone on this one day a week this is my time um or whether it's you're going to decide to go on a walk after dinner or something or you're going to decide to um I don't know hell you know I'm just I'm I'm grasping I'm just trying to think of all the possible examples that you guys could need to hear so please reach out to me if you are wondering what your next step is and you kind of can't figure it out I hope that hearing all this stuff helps um in improv we call this jump and figure it out on the way down uh and when in doubt just google it (laughs) so I'm going to dive into a couple of ways that you can um you a couple things you can use to make decisions, essentially, some decision-making tools, okay? Um, So what do you do when you don't know what to do next? Trust yourself. Your body already knows what it wants to do. Trust yourself. Yourself. Nobody knows what you want but you. You don't need to listen to other people about what you want or need you know, you know what you need. Okay. Um, and your body knows. So you can always, you can feel in the body when something is true for you. Right. So start practicing that. Empaths and highly sensitive people, you might have a tough time with this because, um, the thing with empaths and highly sensitive people is sometimes they're, they're taking on the, all the emotions of the people around them. Right. So it might be hard to distinguish what you want from what other people want. But you know what? If you just start taking little actions, like like I said I was doing, like I just said one no to one person once a week, um, just start taking little actions, then you will start to recognize when the thought or the feeling is coming from you and when it's coming from someone else, when it's a should versus when it's a could, right? Um, So, you know, listen to your intuition. If you're into the woo-woo stuff, you could also pray. That's basically the Christian, uh, the Western version. Um, meditate. Take a long walk without headphones. Ooh, it's hard, but I try to do it. 
there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in my brain in the beginning and then by the end of the walk I'm pretty good um you could journal so I recommend the book the artist's way for anyone who's I'm honestly just anyone it's really it's targeted towards creative people but as I've said before and I'll say it again and I stand by it I think every single little human being is creative I think that we were made to create um, so this book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, provides a really great structure for figuring out who you are and what you want. Um, so I recommend doing that book. Um, my other tip, let go of the perfectionist mindset. There is no such thing as failure. I, I hear this term sometimes like a failed actor, a failed writer. She's a failed mother like there is no such thing as failing you you could try something and then maybe you learn from it and you take a take the next step from there but um you learn no matter what the only failure is not even trying in the first place gross don't do that you gotta let go of the shame of not being perfect be vulnerable Show your friends and your kids and your parents that you're vulnerable. Show them how you fell down and then you got back up because that's going to provide an example for them. And then they can do it too. Uh, I want to end on this example that babies learning how to walk actually build the strength to walk from falling and then developing muscles by getting up. Isn't that crazy? I just love that. Um... So this has been, I believe, episode five of Radical Tenderness. Um, I hope that it has radically tenderized you in every way, um, unless that you're around cannibals and that I hope it hasn't made you too tender and delicious. <laughs> God, help me. Um, so I'm going to tell you where you can check me out. Check me out on Instagram at Sally Harvey Anderson, Facebook, also on Twitter at Sally Harvey and um, you can also find me on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that helps artists pay their bills and um, Patreon is the thing that supports this podcast and keeps this podcast going. So you can become a member of my Patreon for a dollar, three dollars and there's there's higher tiers as well and um, you get some things in exchange for it, some exclusive benefits. So check it out. Um, if you have a question for me or if you want have a request for a podcast topic, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or I believe my um, it can connect you to my email. So everybody have a great day and go out there and fucking get what you want. Dude, you can do it. Really and truly believe it. Goodbye.